unidentifiable flying object. UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be anything. A UFO. show that separates science fact from science fiction the best that we can your break from the propaganda the bad news the treasonous politicians time to get elevated with me dude named ben stoner from the lc valley hell's canyon area and i'm in the stratosphere baby and it's clear skies with me is as for another episode i almost said as usual but sometimes you are absent sometimes but, uh, but he's back today he's back it's mr c what's going on dude how are you oh uh not much i think this is going to be an excellent show though i know oh, that. i'm very excited very excited we got a big one for you i mean look for one uh there's there's a topic that gets interwoven throughout many of the subjects that we talk about um we bring it up a lot and it's project Bluebeam. yes and you know, we've talked about it on the show. We've mentioned it. We've, um, yeah, I know in previous episodes, we've even talked loosely about what the different, uh, stages of the, uh, project Bluebeam would be. But the big thing is that we are going to do a deep dive. We're going to go into the man, the myth, the legend <laughs> that is Serge Monast, um, and how he got into this, what he, um, what his exact, meaning uh and and the steps that he laid out that project bluebeam would take place and and we're gonna tie it all in to show how ever you feel about the theory and whether it's conspiracy quote unquote or not um we're gonna show that they this could be taking place the technology exists um it, it's it's all there. And uh, and so that's what I'm going to show it, or uh, that we're going to show today is that um, it is very possible that with the technology that exists today, that this could be happening. And so, of course, as always, you make up your own minds as far as what you think is happening and taking place. Um, but this is what we feel. And so anyways, as usual, though. Of course, we thank you for joining the show. Uh, we're trying something new, streaming on a whole bunch of different platforms. Hopefully it works out. But uh, thank you all for joining the show. And of course, sharing is caring. So spread us like gossip. Um, and all the links are in the show notes of how to support the podcast, all the different ways you can do that. Uh, but let's get right into it, shall we? So what is Project Bluebeam? It is this theory that was proposed uh, by this Canadian journalist, Serge Monast, in 1994. So this has been around for a while. Um, in fact, I believe I do have an image of this guy that I totally forgot to bring up. So that way we could show him and give him the proper. I call it the elephant in the room. The elephant <laughs> in the room. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm turning my mic up a little bit. Uh, or not my mic, my headphones. So um, here's the guy. And I'm going to show you a right mail. This is the guy, Serge Monast. And again, Canadian journalist, 
And he, his whole thing was that NASA, along with the United Nations, was going to attempt or is, is attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via a technologically simulated second coming of Christ. My opinion, I know me and you differ a little bit on this, Mr. C, but in my opinion, I I think the religious aspect of it is simply comes from his own faith and Mm -hmm. his own belief. But I think regardless of religion, I think they're going to use this, whoever it is, NASA, United Nations, whoever it is, because I'm wondering if if maybe they're even involved anymore. The one world order, the one world order. Um, but I'm wondering if, uh, hold on, I'm switching something over, Mr. C. So hold on just a moment. Bra- bear with us, everybody. Bear with us just a moment. I got to flip you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking he, off. Otherwise, he's distance. looking the wrong way. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so the whole idea is that, uh, again, there's these stages uh, that uh, that are going to take place. To have this new world order, new age religion, second coming of Christ, I believe that this has transpired above religion, that this is way above that. This is way beyond taking down Christians, which is what his whole thing was, is that this was an attack against Christianity. I think it's an attack against humanity, um, regardless of how you feel, because even in his own Words he talks about how they're going to use all the different cultures and all the different religions to to um, trick and fool everybody into believing that there's this second coming and that all these religions have been um, wrong. Basically, to bring everybody together, right? That's right. Yeah. And so, anyway, so that's what we're going to show throughout this different things that he said. So he was actually working on this with another journalist. Um, and I can't remember his name. There was a, another Canadian journalist. He was visiting Ireland at the time. Uh, either way, what ended up happening was Serge Monast and this other journalist both died. Okay. They mm. were researching this project Bluebeam. They died of heart attacks. How, how, uh, <laughs> within, within weeks of each other, although neither of them had a history of heart disease at all. Serge was in Canada. The other Canadian journalist was in uh, Ireland, as I said. But before that, before Serge and this other journalist died, Serge was arrested in 95 and 96 for being involved with, as he put it, networks of prohibited information, which we know that now as propaganda. They put a word on it. They also keep in mind that. There are certain laws taking place right now that have changed the terminology of terrorist Mm -hmm. into anyone who questions government. So all these terminologies, prohibited information, even though that may not have been as strong back then, per se. Now, I mean, we know it's a very real big deal that they are trying to censor. They, as in governments worldwide, are trying to censor information all this disinformation talk and propaganda talk of what they they deem as propaganda what we know as a lot of times is truth you know the way the conspiracy theory term was coined you know what was it in the jfk days 
Yeah, I think so. I think it was- During the assassination of JFK, there was a whole bunch of people that were questioning the narrative. Oh, yeah, because he was basically the one that initiated the space race. That's right. And- so this is what they do. They implement new terminology. And it wouldn't shock me to know that the Canadian government had deemed these news outlets, because that's what he was. He was a journalist. Uh, that certain news outlets, certain websites, whatever it was, we're talking about the late 90s, so the early days of the internet, as networks of prohibited information. So there's a lot of people that'll say, well, that was his name. That was his term for it. But I think that was a term probably used in the Canadian government. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but also before that, uh, or during that same time, 95, 96, um, the Canadian government kidnapped Serge's daughter. That's really messed up. Now, what they claimed was they claimed because uh, he had a son and a daughter and that they were they were both homeschooled. Okay, and the Canadian government said that the kids needed a formal education. So they took the kids out of the home, claiming that they weren't getting proper education. So they they needed to be in public public school as opposed to homeschooled. So they took them. The state took them as in as though they were a danger. And I don't know the whole story of like that case and what went on. But that that's the general idea is because he was homeschooling his kids because He was talking out about this plan that was going on that the Canadian government retaliated and uh, took his kid, took his his daughter. Mind mind you, never got her back. Really? Never returned to her. He died before she ever got. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. And also keep in mind that if, you know, I mean, that's an easy cop out, you know, a heart attack. And they say, you know, um. And a lot of people will say that's conspiracy that the CIA causes heart attacks. But we know for a fact that the CIA made a heart attack gun. Yeah, we know this. It was during the church committee hearings. 1975 church committee uh, was a U.S. Senate task force that was investigating intelligence abuses by agencies like the FBI and the CIA during the cold war. And so they revealed the, not only the weapon itself, which was described as a gun, as a a battery operated device that could fire a dart made of ice and containing shellfish toxin that was small enough to leave a tiny red mark on the victim, like a mosquito bite. And was difficult, as they say, to detect post-mortem. I would say damn near impossible. Yeah, because it's small. And so the shellfish toxin, the use of that, uh, presumably a form of tetrodotoxin or saxitoxin, fucking names, uh, (laughs) both of which are potent neurotoxins, significant uh, amount of it could potentially cause a heart attack or respiratory failure with almost no trace. Mind you, the dice dart or the ice dart. Um, and so that, then, the, yeah, go ahead. That hits your brain stem then because it controls all the basic functions of rhythmic heartbeat yep, and neural breathing. function. Yep, yep. Yep. Exactly. And so the idea was um, that they would use this in covert assassination to cause death. That would appear natural, like a heart attack or, you know, anything else that would uh, remove suspicion or foul play. 
And how many people do we have we heard about that uh, committed suicide? Oh, numerous. You know, and how many people die of heart attacks and various things and whatnot. But either way, it was disclosed during this church committee hearing, multiple of them, by the way, along with various other methods and tools used by the CIA for covert operations. And it was a broader effort to at least these church committee hearings. And I'm sure there was a lot of propaganda and and theater involved. But either way, what it did is it did shed light on the questionable practices, questionable, (laughs) the, the deviousness and evil of the intelligence agencies during the Cold War and beyond the Cold War. But here's, again, the origin of the theory comes from Serge Monast. And he produced a book before he died, before the heart attack, before his girl was captured, before all that. He published a book called Project Bluebeam in 94, where he detailed this plan, his claims about NASA's involvement in this project, along with the United Nations. And so it was also known as. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it was also known as Divine Enlightenment Project. Hmm. And he again, the idea is that NASA, along with other organizations, are working on a scheme to create a new world order by using advanced technology to simulate religious and supernatural events to manipulate the global population. Fascinating. And then, of course, his theory, the way he lines it out, is this whole religious element about the New Age religion that would be fundamental in creating a new world government. And that it was a whole thing designed to take out Christianity. But again, I think it's bigger than that. I don't think it's about Christians. I don't think it's about Republicans. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about humanity. And and that's what it's really, I think it's much bigger than the religious. I think his belief and his religious faith. And I and look, I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't Republican conservative factions that are under attack. I'm not saying that there aren't religious factions, you know, as in faith and belief in Christianity is somewhat being attacked. But that's been going on for a long time. I mean, look, if you go back far enough. Christians were attacking a lot of people because they didn't believe. Yeah. It goes, so, both, I mean, it goes both ways. Yeah. Tit for tat. Yep. Tit for tat. <laughs> what goes around comes around. But either way, here's the first stage. Let's get into the stages. Okay. <laughs> so the first stage is the reassessment of archaeological knowledge. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, here's what it means. Is that the it would modify and t- stop me if this sounds like something that's already taking place modifying the current archaeological knowledge using earthquakes and other natural disasters artificially and in specific places to uncover new discoveries that lead people to reevaluate the foundations of their religions or as in the timeline of history. That's already happening, right? Oh, there's been numerous earthquakes all over the place. Well, and the fact that Gobekli Tepe was found, Mm -hmm. all these ancient sites have been found that have caused humanity, all the the major archaeological people to question the original history of where humans come from. Right. So that's already taking place. 
new archaeological discoveries, the findings, the previous historical religious understanding, completely proven false. Right? That's happening. Yeah. As you said, there's natural disasters that are uncovering these historical artifacts, tsunamis, earthquakes, whatever it might be. Uh, and then you have the archaeological technology, the advancements that have taken place, like LIDAR, being able to find the, like in, uh, in Graham Hancock's ancient, uh, what is it? Um, oh, Graham Hancock. Oh, ancient show. apocalypse. Yes. Ancient apocalypse is where he talks about the use of LIDAR and satellite imagery and other remote sensing technologies that have led to the discovery of these unknown previously unknown archaeological sites. So it's already happening. The narratives, the historical narratives are being reevaluated. That's what the first stage is already about. So we're in it. Mm -hmm. All right. So now let's see if we are in uh lit. Well, let's continue to talk about this one for a little bit. Um, what's important to understand about the first step is that the earthquakes will hit different parts of the world where scientific and archaeological teachings have indicated arcane mysteries that are buried. And again, these earthquakes uh, will cause scientists to be able to rediscover these mysteries that will discredit fundamental religious doctrines. And Mind you, a lot of history is based on that. And then again, his whole thing is that the first preparation for the plan is that they want to destroy the beliefs of all Christians and Muslims on the planet. And to do that, as Serge Monas says, they need false proof from the far past that will prove to all these nations that their religions have been misinterpreted and misunderstood. My question is, why are they false proof? Why does he believe that they're now? I think, again, this is his inability to lay his faith and belief in the Bible to the side. And that he believes that the proof that will come out to rewrite humanity. He, I think what that means is he believes it's false. You know what I'm saying? Based yeah, on his be. words. And I think that's because. He believes so much in the story of the Bible, as in 6,000 years, that he, in his religious belief, is unable to imagine how the Bible could be misinterpreted. See, and I almost think that this could be, instead of just incorporating religious, you know, like uh, a perspective on this, this could be more of like an alien card, like we've talked about. Sure, sure, certainly. So instead of a second coming, it could even be like a another worldly entity that's going to harm us to bring us together too. Yeah, it could very well be. I mean, uh, again, it's the first stage and you can interpret it multiple ways. That's why I like to bring this out because you could like any prophecy, quote unquote, which this is kind of what that is. Um, it's bound to be interpreted in different ways. So I believe that what we are finding, whether it's earthquake related, whether it's uh, tsunami related, whatever it is, I believe that these discoveries that have caused the reevaluation of history are real. 
what's interesting to me is that based on Serge Monast's own predictions, he believes that they're false proof from the past, that it's it's going to be a false discovery that causes the reevaluation. And again, I think that's due to his religious belief that he believes the Bible and 6,000 years is the number. Mm. And I disagree based on what we have. And I think, I think that's one thing that he got wrong is that it's not false proof. It's real proof. It's real proof that humanity comes from a lot further down the line than we have been led to believe and that humans are far more powerful than what we have led to believe. His whole thing is about how they're going to use technology to fool mankind into all these things. Well, I think there is a, you know, you've talked a lot about white hats. Mm. I believe if there's any group of white hats, it is within the archeological and scientific and engineering parts of the world that are trying right now to show that humanity goes back a lot further and that we were capable of a lot more. So right off the bat, I think stage one is um, short-sighted. Mm-hmm. I think he cannot see that these are not false proofs, that the proofs that cause the reevaluation of history are true. And that's the, so, so that's where I disagree with him on the first one, first stage. But everything else, we're in it. Yeah, oh, for sure. We're, we're already in it. So everything <laughs> else aside. From, so, uh, again, my whole take on this, and, and it'll come up again and again, is that his religious belief and his his biblical faith is causing him short sighted to see that the world is really a lot older and that these aren't false proofs that humanity really does. And I think part of the cover up of trying to get humanity to fool humanity is to cover up our history. I think that's part of it. And he failed to acknowledge that because he, he is taking the the word of the Bible as fact Mm -hmm. 6,000 years. Boom. Can't nope. Can't be disproved. And anything that does is false proof, right? Well, we know things are rewritten a lot too. That's right. So again, I, it can be interpreted in many different ways, but I think that's the, what his interpretation is meaning is that this false proof like Gobekli Tepe, I think he would believe is false, but I think it's real because why would they plant who and why would they plant that? <laughs> that's like the, what I told you, the the story of my grandma saying that, well, God could put dinosaur bones in the earth just to, <laughs> just to throw you off the trail. Why? Well, why would they? So why would a government, whether it's NASA, United Nations, I don't give a fuck who it is. Why would they go to the trouble of making false proof over the origins of humanity and then go to all the trouble to cover it up? I mean, you could argue the same thing with the UFO phenomenon. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, that's kind of my my thing on that. Um. And again, all the links will be in the show notes. You guys can look at this for yourself. Look over the whole concept of, you know, search Monas. I, I highly encourage you to look at this and interpret it your own way. And let me know. Let me know what you think. I mean, if you if you interpret it a different way, I want to know. I really do. Because um, I want to I want to know if it's, uh, you know, maybe I'm maybe because of my lack of faith, my lack of belief that keeps me from seeing 
the reality that maybe this is maybe maybe all of this is false proof i don't know well i I see two sides of this where they would bring about this alien invasion this force that comes into you know try to control us or whatever and then say we are your gods which is another stage of this that comes down the line this second stage uh in leading into it is the space show Mm -hmm. all right so according to surge there the three there are going to be three dimensional holograms using laser projections mind you keep in keep in mind this is 94 when he came up with this <laughs> okay so so i believe that some of our technology has surpassed what he could see oh by far by far uh, so some of this is going to sound like, well, shit, we're way beyond that. Well, yeah, because it was 94 mm-hmm. when he was looking at this. And even though I think he was he had his finger on the pulse of what was going on, I think even he could not foresee some of the amazing technology that would that would come out throughout the years. You know, um, speaking of which, keep an eye out for later on in the show when we do facts and fuckery, because we got some stories about new technology mm-hmm. coming out that's going to blow your goddamn minds. <laughs> um, so anyways, the second stage, the space show would involve three dimensional holograms using laser laser projections in different parts of the world with a different image that would be part of this step, depending on the faith of each ethnic group. Sounds a little crazy. So I know it's like having Buddha up in the sky and right. Jesus and Jesus and, yep. and all that. And yep. that this new image of God, as you had said, reinventing a new God to worship, right? Is mm-hmm. it going to be AI? Is I this so. new image of God? <laughs> uh? yeah. And will they implement AI into this plan? Mm-hmm. Right? So it makes me wonder again, if he could not see AI, is AI going to be the new image of God that will speak in all languages. Mind you, AI could do that. Mm -hmm. That would proclaim before the nations uh, that it is imposing a single religion, a single type of currency, uh, a single ideology, thus creating what would be called the new world order. Mm -hmm. And This is uh, like there's people that have pointed to evidence of this plan being the uh, the project, uh, the face of Allah on uh, on Baghdad in 91. Through which the Americans urged the Iraqis to overthrow Saddam Hussein. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah. And that's what we talked about that in the portal show too. remember. He possibly had possession of a portal. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that crazy that they projected the face in 91? (laughs) In 91, they projected the face of Allah on Baghdad in 91. I have a question for you then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they've maybe tried to attempt to do this previously? Absolutely. And that's where this is coming from? Absolutely. Well, look, I mean, think about that uh, that thing that happened in China mm. uh, where people saw a floating city. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue. I mean, I mean, people laugh at me when I say this, but. Are all, all of the UFOs that we see, are they holograms? Maybe I mean, we, some of them, nobody's yeah. touched them. Nobody's been able to capture one. I'm not saying that I, my belief is that it's government secret tech. I don't believe it's all holograms. Mm. I think some of it could be, but it makes you wonder in 91, 
if they could project the face of Allah on Baghdad to and through this urge the Iraqis to overthrow Saddam Hussein. Yeah. In crazy. 91, dude, come on. Where are we at now? That's like 30 years ago, 30 years ago. And mind you, 30 years, that's kind of the seems to be the staging of when things come out. Um, well, the number three is very important in symbology, too. So every 30, so years like 2030. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I think 2030 is going to be a big year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next six years is going to be very, very interesting. I believe that we are going to see, and again, later on the show, during our facts and fuckery segment, I'm going to highlight some of the technology that is coming out that they are releasing now, because as we pointed out in the last show, in one of the articles that they need to unlo- uh, uh, to release information. They need to declassify certain advanced technologies because they are ready to implement new technologies. So they need to release some of this older stuff that looks new to all of us because they're already 30 or who knows how long for far ahead. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. So, are some of these UFOs and whatnot that we're seeing holograms? How the fuck would we know? We wouldn't. They could easily be. <laughs> they really. could easily be. But there's two different aspects to this step two, the space show, right? The first is the space show. So where does it come from? The space show is going to be these holographic images used in a simulation of the ending during which all the nations will be shown the scenes that will be the fulfillment of which they desire to verify the prophecies and adversary events. As in, they're going to remove all divides of religion. They're going to disprove all these religions to bring everybody together. There's going to be, again, all according to Serge Monast. But again, I don't think it would be very hard to make all this happen. Here's a very interesting aspect of it. Projected satellites will project onto a sodium layer above the, in the sky, 60 miles above the earth. And we see tests of this every once in a while. Again, as I say, UFOs and flying saucers, these sightings, I believe part of them are part of this testing what people will believe. It's testing the public response. Again, what do I say all the time about Fravers sighting and graves and, and and all these people that these pilots that claim to have seen something? It's always in training space. Mm-hmm. It's always during a training exercise. It always seems to know where they're going. Remember the Tic Tac? They make it out like these aliens were all knowing because it ended up at a, at a recon position 60 miles away. Whereas, well, what if it was set up by the people who set up that training mission? <laughs> you're going to get the same effect. It's going to look like it knows where you're going because it does. Well, how else would you, a better way to test something? Well, they make it out people. like, Oh, well, it must be aliens with telepathy. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, it could literally be the same people that put you on that training mission, putting something out there to get your response to it. Testing public response. I think there's a lot of that going on. Well, they have to show you before they do it. Remember? Well, yeah. <laughs> Karmactically, that's what they believe anyways. Well, and, and again, that goes to more of a religious aspect. But either way, I, I think you're right in the fact that 
I think if nothing else, even if it's not karmactic, mm-hmm. it's egotistical. Oh yeah. It's, it's hubris that makes them showcase what they're doing. Cause they just can't fucking help themselves. They're so goddamn proud of all their stupid shit that they do <laughs> that they just have to tell us about it. Well, I'll give you an example. Let's yeah. say I had a two apple carts. One said, you know, fresh, fine, new apples. And then one said like poison apples and you still bought the poison apple. Karmatically, if you bought that and you ate it, that's your fault. It frees me from the karmatic backlash, essentially. Well, that's a good point. But, you know, fuck you for making a juicy red <laughs> apple that looks so tasty and is so deadly. You know, in China, they paint apples, some of them. <laughs> Dude, here they paint meat. Yeah, I know. It's great. So shit, man. I mean, <laughs> you know. Fuck. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you go. You're getting fucked with by yeah. some government. Um. So, again... The result of this, and keep in mind, already you have people that are that seem to be worshiping this idea of UFOs and aliens. It's an ideology within the government mm-hmm. of these people that believe through faith and belief. What is faith? Faith is the belief in something that has no evidence, right? Yes. That's exactly what's going on. And people point to circumstantial evidence and all that. But the reality is, as tra- as uh, what's his name? Tim Burchett said, we're not going to roll out a craft <laughs> show little green. We're man. not going to roll out little green man. That's not what this is about. I've said this multiple times. That's exactly what this is about. Yeah. So all of that is misdirection. So it is a belief based on testimony alone which is exactly what religion is. Well, yeah, because even in the Bible, there was examples of God's might, like Sodom and Gomorrah. But nobody's ever seen it because it comes from stories in a book. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is truly based on testimony. Well, at least us, we haven't seen it. Well, of course. Modern people. And I'm not, look, I'm not trying to pick on anybody as far as religion goes. I'm just saying the facts of the matter are. Nobody watched, nobody that's alive watched Elijah Mm. or uh, Ezekiel or whatever the fuck his name is get picked (laughs) up by that whirlwind. Yeah. Right? Or or the whale. Nobody saw that. The whale thing. Uh, Job. Job and the whale. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody said that. Or like the burning bush. You know, I mean, there's a lot of these stories. Exactly. We get them passed down, you know. That's right. And that's where a lot of the belief is that the Bible is metaphorical. Mm -hmm. We talked about this in the genetic lab episode. Yes. Is that, well, why is everything a metaphor except the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. and the rib? All that's literal. Yeah. All that's literal, but yet everything else in the Bible is metaphorical, is a parable. I don't buy it. It's the well, same thing with these ancient cultures. Why is everything in the Mayan, as far as the calendar goes from the Sumerians, we use today? Mm-hmm. Why is a lot of the Mayan stuff that we use today about, about the galaxy and the universe, the planets, why do we use that today? Probably to cherry pick things to confuse us. There you go. And religion is no different. Mm -hmm. So that's my whole parallel here is it's all connected. Science, religion, it's all connected. It comes down to faith and belief. Now, I like evidence based science, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the evidence is, is that we have no evidence of UFOs and, and aliens. Uh, so and flying saucers and the like. So I believe there's a real possibility that at least some of these could be this advanced holographic tech that is put out there to purposely get people going along with whatever the agenda might be. 
right? But there's these deliberately staged events to show the world the new Christ, the new Messiah. Some of the cultures, they call it Maitreya. Mm -hmm. The immediate implementation of the new world religion. One thing it does say in the Bible, though, too, many a false prophet will will come before me. That's true. So that is something to think about. But it's hard to know who's the false prophet coming from a book that has been propagandized by every culture that has come since its original inception. That's because he's a control people. It's a, it's a control (laughs) piece. Now Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think there could be a lot of truth in the original texts, but as far as like the King James Bible and the Gideon's Bible, you get in every fucking hotel room. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to believe about that. Why is it the only book that's ever has the highest grossing sales and yet is given for free everywhere? That is kind of weird to think about, huh? It's propaganda. It's the greatest propaganda technique ever, potentially. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Well, that's why I think those stories were manipulated, though. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's that's the problem. Yeah. So there is this, again, to highlight some of the technology that would be put in place and, and some of what will happen based on Serge Monas belief of what this stage two is all about. Okay, so the project will perfect the ability for some device, Serge Monas says, a tractor beam that's referred to as by uh, by ufologists, to lift up an enormous number of people, as in a rapture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the rapture. <laughs> and take the entire group into, as he says, a never-never land. <laughs> And what could some of the testing be? The testing could be abductions of humans by these little gray aliens that supposedly snatch people out of their beds and through windows into motherships. <laughs> and then hypnotic regression and all this, it solidifies the belief. It could all be staging for this. Get people believing that there is going to be either a rapture or an alien invasion or a combination of both. Kind of reminds me of the wizard of Oz, like the guy behind the the, the city. Don't mind the man (laughs) behind the curtain. Exactly. Exactly. The hard part is with our case, unlike the wizard of Oz, the wizard of Oz had one guy Mm -hmm. that was orchestrating all this, which would be easy to thwart. Yes. If all we could find was Greg behind the curtain, (laughs) that'd be a lot easier. Put Greg to death. We're done. Yeah. But no, instead we have a thousand Gregs or more or more. Who knows? Mm -hmm. There could be a top tier of Greg. Yeah. (laughs) Greg part two. (laughs) A group of Gregs. A gaggle, if you will. A gaggle of Gregs. Uh, but either way, so the cal- the way he describes is that the calculated resistance to the universal religion and the new Messiah and the ensuing holy wars that are going to result in the loss of human life on a scale never imagined. So imagine like this mass staged abduction. What if that's what all these abductions are is to perfect it? Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy idea? 
And again, I'm like, because I'm very skeptical of the idea of what do I always say about abductions? It seems to be a planted template. Well, that's the thing about the Peruvian case, the girl that got her face yep, slashed. Yep, yep. That yep. was a test. Well, and even look, going back to the most compelling case I have ever seen, which is Travis Walton. Mm. Dude, even when you look at that, it has very humanistic aspects to it. Mm -hmm. So it makes you wonder if all of these abductions, going back to Betty and Barney Hill, Travis Walton, and everything in between has been staging and practice and planting the seed that this is a real thing so when all of a sudden thousand people two thousand people twenty thousand two hundred thousand people (laughs) are taken out of Mm -hmm. nowhere there's going to be different groups of people you're going to have religious arguments that saying it's rapture you're going to have the the other groups of ufologists saying it's a mass abduction right then you're going to have everybody else that says it's some scientific thing that happened quantum mechanics Mm -hmm. everybody just poofed at once you're gonna have very very and that is what will that's what potentially he's meaning by holy wars is that it will be all these ideologies as opposed to it all being you know catholics versus protestants and mormons they already did that (laughs) right it'll be scientists ufologists and religious people that all battle for what really happened mm-hmm. could be. Yeah. So then, as he says, the Project Bluebeam is going to pretend to be the universal fulfillment of the prophecies, a major event that occurred 2,000 years ago. Or, 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 uh, or maybe it's going to resemble. One of those cataclysmic events, like a flood, maybe. I mean, it's hard to know, man. I mean, they could do. I mean, look, this is going to go out there, but think about. Harp, mm-hmm. the weather, what it would take to cause a worldwide flood using harp. Easy. I mean, look at the weather right now. Directed energy weapons that could rapidly melt glaciers. Mm-hmm. Um. You could even have to the point talking about a tractor beam where they're always fucking around with asteroids where they bring an asteroid towards Earth. You could shoot lasers into the plates and cause earthquakes. Dude, there's so many different ways that this could go down. Do you know the Navy actually has a map of the flood map? Have you seen that? I think I've talked to you about that before. Oh, wait a minute. Is that that really, really old map? Uh, it's fairly old. What's it's it called? Actually, What's well, it called? it's like the naval... It's like a naval like flood map and it shows you like the US what parts will be underwater if the basically like the icebergs melt and the- Hold on, I'm gonna ask Chat GPT what is the naval or navies what should I say? Navies uh flood map. Yeah, or watch it say, I don't know what you mean. Water level map or something. Yeah, it's saying, I don't know what you mean. Cause I've seen it before. So basically like where we're at. We're like on beachfront property right now. <laughs> so oh yeah. Yeah. It shows basically like all the Naval stuff. So like Louisiana, Mississippi, those are all underwater. They're too low of elevation. I see. So that's if the water level rises. I see what you mean. So that would cause mass havoc and destruction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
This I like mean, the movie 2012. Again, it's, it could be a number of things. Mm-hmm. It could be a number of things. Uh, you know, he goes on to say that, you know, again, using the sodium layer, that the skies are going to become a movie screen. And these space-based laser-generating satellites are going to produce simultaneously images to the four corners of the planet in every language and dialect according to the region. And, And again, a lot of people are going to say that's impossible. How could you possibly coordinate an effort to know all the region's beliefs and languages, and I say one thing, AI. Yeah, look at that. Uh, Absolutely, you could learn all of that, at least learn it. You know, maybe not. Uh, that's kind of like the government wants to take over Elon Musk's uh, Starlink, right? Yes, yes, yes. Because exactly. then you'd have a cascade. Oh, net. they already do, dude. He's government subsidized. Yeah. They, he'll, he'll move it wherever they want. Oh, we want it up, uh, you know, uh, uh, David Ike's ass. <laughs> go put, go put Starlink up David Ike's ass. Okay, sir. Okay. Elon Musk. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's so, kind of freaky. Huh? Yeah. I mean, certainly I, I, I think again, you know, this could happen. So, so that's the visual. Now let's go through the, the auditory aspect of it, because again, it's one thing to see it, but now we're talking about a message being spoken and this is where they're going to use on top of these holographic images they're going to use this acoustic elf vlf and lf waves as in um what is what is elf elf oh, is like, uh electronic low frequency isn't yeah so that's it? like, uh, like that? telepathy almost it goes into your mind yes right? exactly exactly what it says there it's like, I don't know what you mean by elf. <laughs> Which um, one, right? Yeah. So elf is, I, be, I believe it's extremely low frequency. VLF is very low frequency. And then LF is low. low frequency waves and optical phenomenon that is mixed together. So that's like seeing a being in the sky and then hearing and a message hearing yeah. in your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, all specific to that nation, that region, that culture and religion. No wonder they're building all those bunkers then, huh? <laughs> I mean, who, dude, again, who really knows? Mm-hmm. But the idea is that the projections will be Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, Krishna, all of these that are going to merge into one. That one image of God that we talked about. And after correct explanations of the mysteries and revelations will be disclosed to the public, this one God, as Serge Manas says, again, going to a very religious um, undertone here, will be the Antichrist. And the Antichrist will explain that the various scriptures have been misunderstood and misinterpreted. Remember what we talked about, about intentional misinterpretations of the word Lord. Yes. And Jesus and thing and, and Lucifer mm-hmm. and things Satan, like this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, I think my opinion is that because of Serge Monast's belief in the Bible, belief in God and Jesus, as opposed to these other religions, 
that he his belief is that this one God will be the Antichrist. And I don't believe that. I believe it's just going to be one more God on the pile of gods that have existed that cultures have believed in. It's not going to be an Antichrist. It's not going to be a an anti-Buddha or an anti-Muhammad. It's going to be a representation of all of them. That's going to simply explain, as I believe is the truth, that the Bible, these religious texts in general, have been misinterpreted to be too specific to that culture. That it, as we've pointed out, that you know, whether you call it aliens, whether you call it God, energy, whatever, it's all the same thing. Well, and I think with these elites and this one world order, their their goal is to create this multi-purpose or multi-dimensional god that's an ai god and i've yeah. we've talked about this with like reptilians yep if they supposedly worship these demons or other beings it's perfect to make this all in one kind of being that can represent itself and hide in the idea of ai yeah yeah because we've talked about how they can't show themselves on this plane of existence the way to do that is through technology yeah so and i think antichrist is a blanket term i agree it's just a, I mean, it's an, from, it's a bad guy. Yeah. It's a bad guy. You're labeling guy, a bad yeah, guy. You're labeling the bad guy because he's saying what you don't believe. Mm-hmm. And again, I think you throw that belief out, you throw the religious belief out the faith out. And now you're going to simply have what I believe is the truth, which is that the Bible has been misinterpreted and that the, these, these multiple texts that have existed going back to Sumerian, Mayan, all of these cultures have indeed been misunderstood. Why did they not put a lot of those texts in the Bible? Why didn't they? Like and the I think Gnostic so. Bible. I think, again, that that's truth. Mm-hmm. That Serge Monas believes this is lies and, and non-truth because it goes against what the Bible says. But I believe that the Bible has been captured. Well, it's an easy way to control everybody. It Look is. Look at the Book of Eli. You've seen that movie, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. You know, he, he basically had the last copy of the Bible and <laughs> yeah. everybody wanted it. They tried to kill him for exactly. it. Exactly. Right? So I think that is what is going on is, is, again, his belief and maybe interpretations of this, uh, this theory that he got his hands on. He claims that he got this from actual documents in NASA. And I believe he misinterpreted those documents because he was being swayed by his own religious belief. And that, again, I believe that it, it is that it is literally could be if this is all true, that this projection of all these uh, deities will be speaking the truth when it says that these scriptures, these texts, these these ancient texts and and books like the book of Enoch and whatnot have been indeed misinterpreted as myth and legends as opposed to real history. And then the Bible has been misinterpreted along the years, throughout the years, to control a narrative. Mm-hmm. It's been manipulated. That's what I believe. And again, that's what I think he got wrong. Serge Monast. And so anyway, so that's what he says. And that all of this will cause religions to be abolished and make way for the new age, new world religion. Now, I believe the new age, new world religion is going to be the new timeline of history. 
that that there will be discoveries as have been like a Beckley Tepe, like the ancient fossils of humanity taking us back to a million years. These relics that show humans supposedly riding dinosaurs in ancient <laughs> cultures that will all be proven true and that that will be the new religion is that it will be the true historical timeline of humanity. So do you think they'll use the truth against us then? I do. <laughs> Cause what they already do that. Yes. So instead of establishing a bunch of lies in the ground, like Serge Monas believes, mm-hmm. I believe that what will be uncovered will be the truth. And they will use that against us to lay waste to these mainstream religions, the narrative so they can bring in something new. So you're going to have a whole bunch of people. And look, it's not going to be people like me. I'm not going to toot my own horn, (laughs) but it's not going to be people like me where their worlds are turned upside down because now all of a sudden their religion has been disproved. But it's going to be all these people that do believe in God, that do believe in religion, that have believed the Bible. Their world will truly turn upside down. And those are the perfect people to be vulnerable for a mass abduction. Mm hmm. Because now all of a sudden they don't know what the fuck to believe. So they're going to turn to anything that sounds like truth. Well, that's kind of the difference between religion and spirituality. Yes. I consider myself more spiritual. So I believe in God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, my thing is I believe in energy Mm -hmm. and whatever you want to call that God, you want to call that aliens, whatever you want to call it. I believe uh, what's out there is massive amount of energy Mm -hmm. that has intelligence of some kind the cosmos itself could be god the universe itself could be god probably is as opposed to the universe being created by a deity it is the deity you know what i mean so anyway so um so this is where you know they're they're gonna they're it's gonna be this as he says a falsification that will dissolve the social and religious disorder on a grand scale or cause, I'm sorry, cause religious disorder on a grand scale. Each nation, as he says, will be blaming the other for the deception. And then they will let loose all these programmed religious fanatics, which I believe we already have. You already have fanatic Muslims. You have fanatic mm-hmm. Christians. You have fanatic atheists you have fanatic woke you have fanatic all these people that are just programmed and ready to let loose people are divided now he says it's going to be demonic possession on a scale never witnessed i believe that it will be free will free will fanaticism that will be let loose people that use their belief to simply unleash on other people that don't and we've seen it before the crusades was exactly that you had a whole bunch of people that believed in christianity and they believed anybody that didn't was a pagan and should die and i think you're gonna see that again you're gonna have religious fanatics again not people like me because i'm already like i don't know (laughs) so if shit comes about that's like crazy and there's all these messages disproving religion it's not my religion It's not my belief, so it's not going to send me into a fanatic state of trying to protect uh, whatever it is. So that's what I. So either way, he believes it's demonic possession. I believe it's just going to be people trying to grasp onto straws. And as we saw during the last three years, people go crazy when what they believe 
is found to be propaganda. Mm-hmm. And they try and explain that away violently in some cases. They just refuse to let it go. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I think that's what he means. Either way, this is going to be, as he says, worldwide political anarchy. Um, and it will create some kind of worldwide catastrophe. He believes now here's where he, here's where it starts to get a little even more crazy. All right. Is he believes the United Nation. Well, plans, he believes even now, plans to use Beethoven's Song of Joy. Oh, really? (laughs) As the anthem for the introduction for the New Age One World Religion. Hmm. Frequency, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, he, you know, he goes into how there's a parallel between the space show and the Star Wars program. Uh, The combination of electromagnetic radiation and hypnosis. That has been the subject of intensive research. Um, all that will go into this. And that, uh, that there, there'll be some form of mass hypnosis. Again, I think that's already taking place. This mass hypnosis idea, right? I well, mean, through yeah. social media and whatnot. Yeah, people are like... Uh almost zombies now when it comes to look, look at your phone. Like I, yeah. I was talking to you earlier. I left my phone somewhere for a night. I was like, God, I gotta have my freaking phone, man. Yeah. It's like, I do. I really need it. No, I don't. The yeah. things, it's controlling, but yeah. that's what we've all gotten used to. And so yes. it's, it's this, you know, and again, I do believe, you know, they're getting us all and look, I love convenience. Look what we're doing right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. You no, know, I I'm not, I'm not against technology. You know, I'm not an anti-technology guy. I love Wi-Fi. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I love it. I love all this ability to talk to all these people and do this on a show like this. And it's all thanks to the same technology that could potentially be turned against us. Well, that's a double-edged sword. You know, yeah. that's, yep. it yep. can be used for good or for evil, right? Yep. So Werner von Braun, he died in 77. So yes. he was before this. Yep. And and again, you know, I mean, Werner von Braun, to since you brought him up, mm-hmm. you know, he talks about a grand plan involving four stages, which was um, communism, mm-hmm. terrorism, global virus, <laughs> and then finally an alien invasion, or as the uh, the nurse. What was it? Carol something uh, would say the final card, the the final card, card, the alien card. You know, who really knows? I mean, look, uh, you could argue that we're in an alien invasion right now with the amount of propaganda that I believe resides within people like Greer and Grush and Elizondo and Corbell. I mean, dude, we're being invaded by fake alien uh, evidence? What, what? I don't know what you want to call it. Showcasing alien. I mean, technically, we're being invaded right now. Well, yeah. I want to talk about the border, but that's only. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the alien <laughs> invasion. <laughs> Illegal alien oh, invasion. Oh man. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, now you know that's why instead of using illegal alien, they say migrants. Yes, because now people are talking about real aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It's all language. Like yes. UAP, UFO. Yes. So, so then again, there's this uh, going back to the auditory idea that it will 
use this uh, telepathic or electronically augmented two-way communication, as in ELF, VLF, and LF waves, that will reach each person within their own mind, convincing them that their own God is speaking to them. I have a question on this. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they'll do that through your cell phone? They could. Mm. How easy would that be? Somebody's got Bluetooth in their their ears, you know, they're running. I mean, I think it's not going to be one way. Mm. I think they're going to implement multiple ways because what if somebody, let's say they have something going on where their mind is not able to register what the ELF, VLF, and LF are doing. I don't know. What about the alert, uh, emergency alert system? Could be frequency very much off. so. Very much so. Hmm. You know, maybe that whole theory that came out. What? How long ago was that? When when they were claiming that uh, they were going to actually do something through the uh, through oh, the yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or EBS yes. So I mean, <laughs> there could be multiple ways. Again, some of the things that Serge Monast has said, uh, I think, is outdated. Mm-hmm. Some of the technology that has come about since then is outdated. But either way, I think the theory is sound. There are mm-hmm. technologies that exist that replicate what, if not replicate, have have gone beyond what he says that they they can do, like our phones and and whatnot. But either way, they will be convinced that their own God is speaking to them within their own soul. And these satellites will be fed from the memories of computers that have stored massive data about every human on Earth. Now, think about where that source could be. How much data do people put on Facebook? Oh, everything. How much data do people put on social media in general, on all of these platforms? Mm -hmm. You are constantly putting up data about yourself on these platforms. So this idea that stored massive data will be used against every human on earth to portray this second coming of whatever it is. Well, man, I mean, it would not be hard to get that information. No, it's like, I argue they already have it. They they probably know what your religious stance is, right? Yes. So they can say, oh, there's a great spaghetti monster in the sky. (laughs) You know, like there's, they're going to know what you follow and believe, right? Yes. And I mean, think about the idea of this mind manipulation of information, the same way a computer for writing can manipulate information, rewrite information. Mm Mm-hmm. So in 91, going back to the early day uh, before he even came out about this, University of Arizona hosted a conference entitled the NATO Advanced Research Workshop on Current and Emergent Phenomenon and Biomolecular Systems. So what does that mean? It means this. There was one paper that was delivered at a conference that talks about the development under discussion that was, um, it said the U.S. had already developed communications equipment that could make the blind see. Don't we already have that? Mm. We're starting to see that technology. Yeah. The deaf here, there's those all over Instagram. 
of babies being able to hear for the first time and all that shit. The lame walk disabled being able to walk neural link. Mm-hmm. It can relieve terminally ill from pain, use drugs, surgery, all that stuff. This isn't science fiction anymore. This is all real stuff. And who knows what's behind closed doors? Med beds. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> a lot of things. A lot <laughs> yeah. of things. So some of this equipment is operational right now within the CIA, within the FBI. It never used to make the blind see and the deaf hear and the 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 uh, the uh, the uh, handicap be able to walk because they didn't want to use it for that and create miracles. Now they wanted to use it for the rich and the powerful only. You know why the fuck do you think these dumbasses in Congress live to be ninety <laughs> years old, <laughs> yes. whereas there's other people having heart attacks at forty five? Mm-hmm. It's because they have access to a lot more than we do. You know, similar to the uh, to the inside trading stuff. That's like you Hollywood. Know? And Absolutely, stuff they have people. access to these things. Mm-hmm. So either way, telepathic hypnosis, uh, you know, Manchurian candidate type stuff, mind to mind communication, ELF, VLF, whatever it looks like, we have technology that does this. We have it, you know, the, the, the holograms, the, all that stuff. I mean, we, we have all of that. I mean, all you got to do is go online and look up, uh, hologram technology, mm-hmm. virtual reality, augmented reality, hol- uh, these, uh, these drones, the capability of drones. Well, shit. If, if Serge Monas didn't even know how far we would come with drones, you wouldn't even need holograms. No, <laughs> you could make it legit. As in real drone technology, making it look like something else. So that brings us to the third stage. The third stage is called the telepathic electronic two-way communication. Again, we were kind of talking about that a little bit, but here's how they're actually going to do it. So it would locate humans through their brains so they could know that everyone's thinking and change their thoughts at will. Speak directly to their minds, make us listen to each other's thoughts. He argues that these waves produced by satellites would be able that powered by computers that, again, store all these databases, as in Facebook and whatever, would be able to uh, uh, specifically target cultures, ideologies, policies, customs, languages, beliefs, all of it. Because everybody's got a digital footprint. So they're going to use those digital footprints to figure out what everybody needs to hear, whatever language, whatever cultural belief, whatever. Maybe they might even have something for people that don't believe like atheists. Mm-hmm. What? Who knows, man? Maybe it will be aliens for those that want to believe it's aliens. Yeah. You know, could very well be. Um, there's this idea Oops. That they could um, feed artificial thought into the multi-genetic field. I didn't know what that meant. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? It's gene regulatory network. And these networks play a crucial role in controlling various cellular processes as development, differentiation, and response to environmental signals. So they they can do this via satellite, or as he says, they're going to do this via satellite. 
and that the mind control is now possible. So that would be like a stress, like you stress or distress could be. So, cause that's a chemical Yep. with like cortisol and stuff in your body. Yeah. Hmm. So now he says, Serge Monas says that the only resistance to this is to constantly question the motivation behind your own thoughts and not to act on any thoughts that would be considered outside your own ideology, religion, or moral boundaries. He says that's the only way. Otherwise, if you don't, as he says, you could, your own thoughts, as in, again, going back to hypnotic regression, what is really your own thoughts? Yeah, they can be implanted, right? They, they could be implanted. So what if they could do this from satellites as opposed to in a hypnotic session? Remember when we talked about that CIA or the DARPA, mm-hmm. how they had this electrode mesh that they could put in fabrics that you would put on your head no, like you're wearing and they clothes. could remote control. But then it went one step further and DARPA developed an aerosol spray that could accomplish the same thing. Mm-hmm. So now when you consider uh, media, as far as streaming platforms, TV, what we call TV now, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. changed a lot. <laughs> yep. All right. But TV ads, Modern education, how far that's dropped. Mm -hmm. Various types of social pressure, as in social media, that manipulates those very boundaries, the ideological, the religious, and the moral. And that it is, so there's this guy, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander, uh, or Cole Alexander, I'm not really sure. But either way, he had this military review article and he said in it, the information or content is what we say now on those kinds of technologies, TVs, ads, education, social media that presented would be considered by some to be ridiculous since it does not conform to their view of reality. But some people still believe the world is flat. <laughs> what do we have going on here? A whole movement of the the flat earth movement yeah so people will believe whatever they want to believe what better way to capture people than to feed them what they want to hear which is what's going on i believe in the ufo field all these various aspects is basically i think what he's getting at here is that through all these various uh technologies there is go- they are going to confirm and then disprove what everybody, their all their individual beliefs and practices, superstitions, whatever, to capture the masses. And whatever that looks like, if it's direct intervention through ELF, VLF, whatever, or if it's through social media, which is already kind of happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People believe whatever they want to believe. And there's a lot of people that don't believe these technologies even exist. So how much easier is it to capture them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) People don't even see it. No. They don't believe in mass mind control. They don't believe in HARP. They don't believe in, in any of these technologies that a lot of us know exist. And we know they're using it behind closed doors. That's the whole idea of the conspiracy. 
you know, mass mind control. If you think about like a commercial, there's yes. actually when you study marketing and commercials, yeah. I've taught this before. It's all based on psychology. Yes, very yeah. much psychology, like repetition. Mm-hmm. There was a Captain Morgan ad that said Captain Morgan like 30 times, which is too much actually, but that implants it in your mind. Yep. Is that considered mind control? It's, it's, look, we, I used to work in advertising. Mm hmm. And advertising, they use a, a term called top of mind awareness. What is top of mind awareness? It's making you think of something when they want you to think of it. Mm. Right? It's it's the whole idea of running ads is so in case you're listening or watching or whatever it is, you're going to see an ad which is going to make you think of buying carpet when you need to buy carpet. Yeah. And they want you to buy carpet from, you know, Holy fuck faces, you know, carpet outlet. So that's what I mean is that it's all based on the same thing that these media companies look, look what Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all these places do the algorithm. Mm-hmm. It's designed to feed you more of what you like, of what you like, but mm-hmm. they can sway that. We know this. They can sway that whatever they want. They start implementing more things. They show you this. They show you that. It doesn't have to necessarily be based on what you interact with. But if they flood you enough with things you don't like, eventually, you're going to start clicking on them. Mm -hmm. You're like, what's this? Yes. (laughs) It's human nature. Yep. Human nature. So then we get into step four, which is where it starts to really take off. And the fourth step is all about this universal supernatural manifestation with electronic means. And it's going to have three different orientations, according to Serge Monest. One is to make mankind believe that an alien or off-world invasion of some kind is about to happen on every major city on Earth in order to provoke each major nation to use its nuclear weapons. And in this way, the United Nations court will require that all those nations that launched nuclear weapons will have to disarm. And when the invasion is shown to be false, the United Nations and that know that it's false that they staged it again, will take all the nukes away from any nation therefore disarming them and there's going to be a lot of people out there that say well that's not a bad thing to disarm all these nations well yeah but then whoever it is that wants to do whatever they want to do can do it yeah so who knows uh the second part the second orientation to this again that i've highlighted that serge Monas is kind of hooked on that i'm not sure he's accurate about is the idea that it will make Christians believe that the rapture is going to happen and that this supposed divine intervention of an alien civilization coming to rescue earthlings from this savage and merciless demon that they've manifested, the goal will be to dispose of all significant opposition to the implementation of the new world order. Now, he believes because he's a Christian and he believes in the Bible that the major force opposing the one, the, the one, you know, the new world order is Christians. And I believe it goes way beyond that. 
I believe you don't have to have be a Christian to be able to recognize truth. I don't think you have to be a Christian to be able to see propaganda and be able to. In fact, I've made the argument that Christians are already used to. And again, I'm not picking on anybody, but let's just think about it. Christians are already uh, used to believing in something that has no evidence, right? Mm -hmm. That's what faith is. So I believe that makes Christians vulnerable. Because they already don't need evidence to believe in something. So when there's something that comes their way that confirms what they want to believe, they'll just eat it up because that's what they already do. Unless they're on the opposite side of the coin and they believe in something different. Could be. Could be that if you're steadfast in your faith and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. it could be. But it makes me wonder who really is more vulnerable in this situation. Those who believe or those who don't. Because what are they going to use to convince the people? Look, I use myself in this example. Okay. I've said before, I'm to the point where a UFO, a flying saucer could land in my yard. And I don't (laughs) think I would believe it. I don't. I think I I think that I would be like, that's fake because I'm so to the point where they're so, you, you know, they're, they're. Again, technology is to the point where unless I'm like actually touching and and inspecting, mm-hmm. you know, and French kissing an alien, <laughs> I, I'm not going to believe it. Once they're probing you, right? <laughs> well, no. Buy me a drink first. But all I'm saying is like, I, I believe that, that how are they going to get people like me? Mm-hmm. I'm already extremely skeptical of everything. So how are they going to get people like me? I'm very curious about that because I'm not going to fall for the religious stuff. Jesus shows up in the sky and I'd be like, fake, you know, I mean, so what are they going to do for me? I think they're going to scare the crap out of you with other ways. I'm going to need a chocolate bar in the sky and I'll believe in a Snickers. I'll believe that all day long. Oh my God. God is real. It's a giant Snickers bar. Oh my God. Well, and that's why I think this theory is good, but I think it, like you said, it's from the past when maybe this tech yeah. was available to reference. Yes. But things have accelerated in advance so much. Absolutely. But, and actually, if you look at like Christianity, what the US and the early ni- or 19, like the 90s or whatever was like 60%. Now it's like 40. Yeah. So there's been a drop in a that. A drop, right? yeah. And that could be orchestrated. Yes. I mean, who knows, man? I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm because of my lack of faith and belief that that protects me. I mean, I do believe that in some cases, Mm -hmm. like when it comes to, you know, like we went uh, on a ghost hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah. With a couple of ladies from Slash. Uh, Hello, Grace and uh, and Becky. But I I believed that I was protected from any adverse um, infections of demons mm-hmm. because I didn't believe in it because it doesn't make me, my belief doesn't make me vulnerable. I think belief is energy. Oh, it is. And energy can manifest. So if I don't believe in demons, I'm not going to manifest demons, but somebody who believes that demons do exist and they're seeing something that makes them believe that's a demon well, in scientifically speaking, our minds are powerful enough that you could manifest that demon that you think you see, therefore making it real, as we've pointed out through Slenderman. 
The power of belief. Pure fictional phenomenon. We know its origins, and yet there are people that have claimed to see it. Why? Because they believe it. Mm-hmm. Not because it's real, because they believe it. And people will say, oh, it is real. That guy took it from lore. You can argue that, but it was n- it never popped up until the 90s. Yeah, I don't know what lore that came from. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, I don't I've either. never heard any lore. That is- no, and it, it wasn't until all that turned out that all of a sudden there was a universe around, mm-hmm. you know, now all of a sudden there's sightings of Slenderman back in the 1800s. Well, yeah. that was post when it was invented. You so could, of course, you could find stuff that looks like that. That's right. I mean, look, I mean, take any great, uh, let's take star Wars, for instance. Okay. George Lucas created three movies in the original mm-hmm. where he defined a limited universe, right? A limited, there was a few planets that you went on mm-hmm. that you went to in, in those three movies in the original trilogy, but the universe, the entire universe that spawned after those movies was all created by people that loved the content. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They created a universe surrounding the original lore, much bigger than the what the original lore was to the point where there were religions founded <laughs> from the lore that George Lucas clearly created as a fiction. So this happens. This happens. And I think this could be part of what is he is meaning is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That people are going to build this belief system, whatever it is, that these world governments are going to use to capitalize on it. And whatever that looks like. But now he talks about this third orientation in the fourth step. Remember, we said there's three orientations of this. That the fourth step is going to be a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces. That the the waves used at the time will allow supernatural forces, in quotations, to travel through optical fibers, coaxial cables, and now Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever, electrical, phone line. He, he says phone lines. <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. <laughs> now you don't even need that. No. Pure Wi-Fi, pure Bluetooth. You could literally go through the air and tap into these things to penetrate everyone at once through, get this, as he says, major appliances. Now, here's what's fascinating. What do we have in major appliances now? Bluetooth, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. Fascinating. I think that was done on purpose. Could be. Think about that. If like I talked about the AI God and yep. maybe like, you know, yep. I saw a video about like a demon responding to somebody on like a yeah. chat bot. Like, what if they could come through all these devices that was implemented for that reason? That's right. Well, and think about, you know, the whole idea that, you know, a bunch of the Christian uh, Facebook groups were run by Russian troll farms. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this could be interpreted as mass mind manipulation Mm -hmm. through media, which is exactly what he's describing. And who knows who's in charge? Yeah, you have a bunch of dipshits in Russia that are doing it. But who's calling the orders? Who's calling the shots? Who funded it? Is it Russian government or is it beyond that? Oh, who knows? Way beyond that. Could be. So he goes on to say that the goal of this, again, this third uh, orientation of the fourth step, that is the supernatural forces, that the goal of this 
is <laughs> deals with global satanic ghosts projected all around the world in order to push all populations to the edge of hysteria and madness to drive drive them into a wave of suicide, murder, and permanent psychological disorders. Now, I argue that that they didn't need that. They didn't need global satanic ghosts. They needed a bunch of people in purple hair <laughs> yeah. to cause hysteria and madness, waves of suicide, murder, permanent psychological disorders. Think of what group is suffering from that right now. The fucking woke. Right? Mm-hmm. So now, like we know, the government is great at uh, capturing groups, capturing whole demographics of people to use them to discredit and manipulate entire groups of people. What's happening right now? I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's in every, almost every government. It's almost every state. I mean, it's crazy, right? Well, Mao did that in China and they That's figured right. out who the people were against the Chinese government. And then he went and killed all of them. That's right. So is that what's happening right now? Are we seeing that right now? Could be. Now, here's the other part. Phasing out cash and independence. So this technique in the fourth step is exactly the same used in the past in the USSR as in Russia to force the people to accept communism. The same technique is going to be used by the United Nations to implement the new world religion and the new world order. It's already happening. Could be that a lot of people ask, well, when is this going to happen? How will they accomplish this? Well, maybe they already are. There's supposed to be a lady in Europe that I watched that she said you couldn't take out more than a thousand dollars out of your account a month. Oh yeah, no, for fine. sure. Well, it's illegal to travel with ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They can confiscate it and assume you're using it for drugs, and you'll never get it back. Yeah, yeah. So already, I mean, and then you have here in Europe, you have the idea of uh, of the digital currency. Mm-hmm. This is the being CBC played around with. I mean, look what what are debit cards? Digital. What are credit cards? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's all digital. So we're already programmed mm-hmm. to use digital currency. You know, how easy it is it to, to have a debit card? I mean, how many times uh, have any of us said, oh, I don't really carry cash. I just have my debit and credit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people. So this is already taking place. Um, <laughs> You know, it's funny because as he says, um, he believes that there will be some kind of worldwide economic disaster. I argue we already went through that mm-hmm. and we're still going through it. It might, yeah, it might happen. It's not soon. a complete crash, but enough mm-hmm. to allow that. This is from his words. Okay. This is what's fascinating. Okay. That it will be, it will be through this worldwide economic disaster. Not a complete crash, which we didn't go through, but enough to allow them to introduce some kind of in-between currency before they introduce their electronic cash to replace all paper or plastic money. Crypto. Mm -hmm. Already done. So are we not in this phase already? 
No, I, I think this has already started. Dude, it could be like next week. He goes on to say <laughs> the in-between currency will be used to force anyone with savings to spend or turn in their cash because they don't understand that people who have money and are not dependent upon them might be the very ones who will mount an insurrection against them. Fascinating wordage he uses. Mm-hmm. If everyone is broke, as he says, no one can fund a war of any kind. Paper currency will cease to exist. And this is one of the first signs. You know, something I often think about too. It's yeah. like, you know, if you have all this digital currency and you want like a kid to mow your backyard, <laughs> yeah, how are you going to pay them? How are you going to pay them? Exactly. You know, it's like, if you give them cash, then the yeah. government can't see that you can give them a $20 bill and then it's not recorded, but that's right. Yeah. This is all digital and they can see everything you do. Yeah. Digital footprint. Yep. How much meat you bought. Oh yeah. You're allowed and limit it all. I mean, they yes. can say they can turn it off and turn it on as they want. Yep. There's a lot of control there and people, again, they wrap it up in the, the idea of, of convenience. Mm-hmm. Look how convenient it is. All you got to do is swipe your palm across this, yeah. uh, tap your card. That's your right. Oh dude, yep. we're already there. Yeah, we're there. already yep. there. It's very fascinating. That's why we're doing the show right now. <laughs> so he <laughs> he believes that to implement the one the worldwide electronic money system that I believe has already been done, that everyone in the world who might have money in the future will have to have a way to transfer money electronically. We already do. Mm-hmm. Before that, everyone will have spent before the year two thousand. He says <laughs> all of their cash reserves and assets, which hasn't happened. No, not yet. But the idea of you will own nothing and be happy mm-hmm. is out there. Fascinating, right? Again, mm-hmm. 94, dude. 94 yeah. is when he came up with all this. It, it goes right in line with like, uh, who was it? Orson Welles that did uh, 1987. Wait, was it Orson Welles? Who was uh, it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, it, it goes along with all these people. Where? How did they know this? Because they were looking at trends even back then. Oh, you're talking about 1984. Yes. Yep. What did I say? 87. Oh, brother. <laughs> three, three years close <laughs> What enough. the fuck? Oh, too funny. But yeah, so there he, he says that there, this idea, they have everyone has to be 100% dependent upon this council that will be implemented, which again is the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Okay, they will be dependent upon them for their existence and to prevent any kind of independence. The new world order will implement microchips in animals, birds, fish, maybe humans. Why? Because they need to make certain that the people who will not accept the new world order will not be able to hunt or fish anywhere in the world as in. You will not be able to be self-sustainable. Mm-hmm. They yeah. will remove the ability to do so. You've heard of a 15-minute city, right? Yes, so exactly. they want all of us out of the woods and, yes. and in this small little in these hubs. suburb a hub. That's yeah. right, yeah. And you're all dependent. That's what the idea of cities are. Mm-hmm. You're all dependent on the import of things. So what happens when they start abolishing farms? What happens Mm -hmm. when they start outlawing the ability to grow your own food? And in some areas that's already true. There's a guy who's buying all the farms. You know who that is. Oh, certainly do. Mr. Bill Gates. Yep. And he's destroying a lot of them. By the way, I got a little something for you, Bill Gates. (laughs) You're a con. (laughs) (laughs) 
which he Perfect. truly is. Yeah, he truly, truly is. He snickers at too much shit. Dude, dude. <laughs> so, again, this is, think about all the laws of all the nations that have changed food supply, vitamin supply, laws about religion, psychiatric disorders are being broadened like crazy in order to identify everyone Mm -hmm. as mentally whatever. So they can deem anyone they want as a threat to this new world order. Again, they change terminology. You and I, dude, we're terrorists. Oh, I know theorists really, but (laughs) well, yes, we're conspiracy therapists, (laughs) but (laughs) but according to the government, anybody, the U S government, and I believe many others, Mm -hmm. anyone who questions government is a terrorist. Mm -hmm. They they've said that they've put that out there. So again, they change all the terminology. So that way they can identify anyone who's a threat. We saw this happen. We saw this happen the last three years. People were being shut down, being called unpatriotic. Well, how it's, does how does the government have control? It's through money. Exactly. Through money, travel, food. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, that goes back to medieval times. How yes. did they control a kingdom? The they controlled the kingdom with, with, I believe, a lot of these highwaymen. Uh, the, the bandits that would hang mm-hmm. out were hired by certain kingdoms to keep people staying in the kingdom. Again, 15 minute city. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah. And how did they control information? Because all the information went through the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Not, it, it's not like everybody had pigeons. No, it's like Robin Hood thing at Robin Hood. Yeah, exactly. The That's right. And food <laughs> and food. All you had to do was starve the people Yes, and they would do whatever you wanted to. And we have that going on. Right now, it just looks different. Bread and circus. But it's the same idea. So, and, and, and there will be, they're going to send people to re-education camps. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Weren't they building a bunch of uh, like medical camps for everything that was going down? Yep, medical camps, the, the FEMA word, regions. Yeah. Um, You know, there's going to be, there is going to be uh, already there's a major endeavor of organ harvesting that he talks about is going to be a thing that there's going to be eradication camps where organs will be taken and sold to the highest bidders. Hmm. That already happens. Yeah, as you said, it's already going on. It already <laughs> happens. Yeah. And those that aren't killed outright are going to be used as slave labor prison mm-hmm. systems. Yep. And used in medical experiments already done, already been done. Yeah. The prison industrial complex. That's right. And again, this idea is to control everyone everywhere on the planet ruthlessly and without exception. And I believe that's absolutely taking place. And this technology, the new technology that, again, is being introduced now, you know, with Serge Monast, he was saying, well, since the 40s and the 50s. (laughs) But, dude, we're way beyond all that shit. We're so far beyond that again, they are unleashing new technology that we find fascinating now, that we find advanced now, that they are just now ready to unleash a whole new level of weird. And I think it's part of this could very well be that technology will be used as convenient as it is. Again, I am not anti-technology. I am not anti-Wi-Fi. I fucking love Wi-Fi. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it could it makes you dependent on something that you can't have without them. Yes. I can't go and get Wi-Fi on my own. How do I do that? How am I going to do that? How these days, aside from a ham radio, 
How am I going to communicate with anyone without using the established systems of these control mechanisms that, that Serge Monas is telling us to be aware of? There's only one way. It's a letter and you have to deliver it yourself. There you go. Making it extremely difficult because nowadays everybody's so spread out. That's why yeah. technology makes it so easy to bring people together and control narratives. Mm-hmm. But this new technology that's being designed, being implemented, that is being built to track down, control people everywhere. This exists This isn't science fiction. This isn't some weird, crazy thing that Serge Monas said in 94 that just never happened. It's happened exactly like this. And it's being manufactured right now for the specific purpose. To to keep people in control, to enslave entire populations of the world and deny the emergence of whatever it is that might fight against this, this new world religion, this new world order. And look, you might be skeptical of all of this stuff that we went over today of Serge Monast. I I wouldn't blame you. I love skepticism. I'm all about it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But this idea of the new world order isn't a new one. And and you know what I love more than skepticism? Evidence. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna show you some. Okay. I'm gonna show you a little evidence. This comes from a little bit about the New World Order going back to the same time period that Serge Monas, the early 90s. This is exactly when all this was coming about. So here it is. Uh from well, you'll recognize them. What is at stake? is more than one small country. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind, peace and security, freedom and the rule of law. If you're only listening to the opportunity to... I apologize. If you're only listening to this... That is George Bush Sr. This goes back to 91, 90 and 91 when he was talking about this. You know what he was before president, right? Oh, he was director of the CIA during uh, what James Carter? I think so. Jimmy Carter. All right, here we go. Continuing on. Forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. After 1989, President Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order. So that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order. Within the next four years, we will see the emergence of a new international order. The beginning of a new international order. And they're showing 9-11. Yeah. And the world changed a lot after 9-11. Yes, it did. Regardless of how you feel. What do we know about this? Well, DHS says this new terrorism advisory is not based on any actual threats or plots, but it says there's a rise in anti-government rhetoric. Some of it is opposition to COVID public health rules like mask and vaccine measures. We're now facing a... Remember what I talked about, about how they changed terminology. That guy just died, by the way. Uh, That's uh, Henry uh, Kissinger. Kissinger, He just died recently. 
And the challenge is how to build a world order for the first time in history on a global basis. So, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, a new world is emerging. It is a new world order with significantly different and radically new challenges. And the president outlined his vision of a new world order in which the U.S. Obama. would participate fully. I love it so much. They also created the Great Seal of the United States. And that Great Seal of the United States has on it Novus Order Seclorum, a new order for the centuries, for the ages, forever. Crazy. And that wasn't on the original dollar either. Crazy, dude. So anyone that believes that, look, however you feel about Serge Monas, however you feel about him, his theories, his religious beliefs, I'm not in agreement with his religious beliefs. I believe this is not based on religion or spirituality, that this is pure government control implemented through technology that is being developed right now, has been developed for a very long time. And that that is what it's about. And I think that part of the capture is capturing religion, is capturing all these belief systems through their own belief systems. That's been happening for a long time. And if you can't see it, which a lot of people refuse to see it, if you can't learn it, and a lot of people refuse to learn about history, correct history, real history, which means if you can't learn, you can't see, it means you can't understand. And then you are vulnerable. You're vulnerable to all these different developments and technologies that are being built and developed in every state, every major city, every country to deal with you. And that no one, no one is safe from this totalitarian police state that will emerge. That is, that is emerging currently. And again, regardless of how you feel about Serge Monast and his, and, and his beliefs, I don't think it's, you can deny the reality of what he's saying. Take out the religious aspect, take out the spiritual aspect. And when you look at the technology and the, the, the strategic nature of what is being put in place again with laws, with culture, education, technology, all of these things being developed for one singular goal. And that is to control your mind and control information that you receive. And uh, and where it leads to a fake alien invasion, <laughs> uh, Jesus coming back, Buddha coming back. I have no idea. But all I can say is <laughs> I'm fucking excited. <laughs> I'm really fucking excited because I I can't wait to see what happens next. I cannot wait. And uh, so anyways, and that leads us to, of course, our uh, new segment, Facts and Fuckery. Welcome to Facts and Fuckery. This is the segment where we break down current events. 
current things going on. And right off the bat, we have, we have, of course, we're going to talk about, um, hold on. I apologize. Let me get my poop in a group here. Uh, we have the, uh, what's happening right now. Well, when was this? Yeah, it, it was, was in, it's in the summer. I thought, right. Was it in the summer? I can't remember when it was. Yeah, I thought exactly. it was in like, let me, let me look real quick and see all this weird shit happened all around the same time. Yes, exactly. This is before, was this before Miami? Oh, January 11th. Oh no. So that was actually very recent. Very recent. Yeah. Yeah. So within the last, not even a month, less than no. a month ago. But here's what we have. So we have 10 foot tall, strange <laughs> beings seen traversing Brazilian Island uh, as alien rumors swirl. So here's the story. So the recent video footage, and let me uh, bring that up for you, by the way. Let me bring up this uh, video footage here and we'll play this while we yes, talk this is a about short it. little clip while we talk about it. Oops. It's all in another. It's in, it's in Portuguese. Uh, yeah, Portuguese. Um, but uh, I don't know what they're saying. But either way, it's the actual video uh, that we'll kind of break down as well. You want to describe what we're seeing here, Mister C? Yeah, you basically have a pretty barren hillside and two large entities or figures. They look kind of like just people that made their humanoid in nature. Very dark. There's no real detail. Yeah, from a distance. Mm-hmm. Higher up below. on the hill. There's a trailhead that kind of goes down oh, below. Yep. Very interesting movements. The, the main thing is that they keep saying that they're really big, right? That based on this video that it, they, these beings must be really big. But to me, it's, it's from, uh, it's up on top of this hill where you just can't really can't tell. tell yeah yeah they traverse down the hillside very fast like a large i don't did it pace. show that barely i mean it just barely shows yeah me. And i yeah. watched the transcript of what they were saying yeah what did it, it say well it said something like we see these two tall figures you know and they're going down the hill very fast like that must not be a normal person or something it's it's a very brief transcript too huh. somebody broke it down when i watched this and they well i think it's only 47 seconds is what it is yeah, something it's like really that. Short. But basically what it shows is, as you said, two giant, as they say, giant human-like creatures walking along the foothills. I don't see giants. Uh, In fact, if you look at the movements of the arm, the right arm on this creature, to me, looks very animated. Yeah, they said they were doing like an environmental observation or something. I think they thought the beings were like looking at the environment or something. I just don't. I don't understand why they think they're giant at all. But this happened. It was uh, Ila do Mel, an island located two miles off the coast of southeast Brazil. That's the hard thing is there's no comparison. Like if you None. put up like a 14 foot boat, yep. stood it up in the air, you would have context have to context. show. Yep. Remember that when we did our trail cams video, mm-hmm. we had one of them that it showed it was like. 
the the narrator of the video was saying, oh, look, oh, it's giant. there are these <laughs> giants in the trees. And it's like, well, hold on. We don't even know what kind of trees those yeah. are. Oh, yeah. How would we know how big it is? It looks like a normal person if those are normal mm-hmm. trees. But if they're redwoods, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Versus like same thing on this hill. Tree. If we knew how big this hill was, it would make mm-hmm. a big difference on how big the creatures are on top of it. But we have no context as how big this actual hill is and how far away it is or anything like that. So FYI, if you capture something, have, yeah, have a put comparison. up some goddamn context. <laughs> <Yes>. How many <laughs> times do we have, have to something. say this? Come on now. They need to really call us. Yes. They need to just look. <laughs> I need to call the UFO no guys. And I need to get a, a, a little an idea of uh, of how to go about this. Yes. Hey, hey, guys, <laughs> uh, how should I shoot this? Well, put your hand up. Show some context. You know, it's too bad they didn't have a drone that could have flew up there and looked. Absolutely. Right at Ab- yeah. And a day of drones was too. Right? Yeah, it, totally. Because a drone is, you know, maybe a foot wide or long. Yes. yes. So the the people in the video are saying it's too big to be a person. Another one said it was unusual the way they moved. I'm not seeing any of that. And you could say rapid pace down the hill. How steep is the hill? Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea. What if they were falling? It's going to look like they're (laughs) walking very quick. (laughs) But the big thing is that, of course, on the social media platforms, again, the one place that we were talking about mm-hmm. where all this propaganda comes from is where there's a whole bunch of people that are speculating that this is a 10 foot tall alien. The same one is in Miami. Ah, Yeah. If you Google 10 foot uh, alien, it's popping up all over. Yes. Which I encourage you all to do. Mm-hmm. Again, all the links will be in the show notes. You can check it all out. Um I have a question for you too yeah, on this. So yeah. why is it like in the fifties and sixties, aliens were like three to four feet tall. Now they're all 10 feet tall. It's because people <laughs> got bored with the short stuff. Yeah. It's not intimidating anymore. They need people to be freaked out. There you go. That's why. Yep. That's why people used to be freaked out by the small grays. Everybody wants to meet them now. Yeah. So what do they need? They need 10 foot monsters. It's, it's the way, look, all culture is the same. It escalates. Mm-hmm. It escalates. Hence why the technology has escalated. Hence why the beings have escalated. Cause that's the way culture does it. We need bigger. We need better. We need faster. <laughs> we need stronger. There's a bunch of, uh, of people that are uh, making parallels between the creatures and the men in black critters, mm-hmm. which again, how, why? Yeah. Based on what? Black. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't tell what they yeah. are. And, and all these people are just fascinated by this footage, mm-hmm. but there's a whole bunch of skeptics like myself that are coming forward going, uh, how, how, how do you know they're that big? Mm-hmm. How do you know? It's all of this. Every time that people are jumping to conclusions, I guarantee you, Jeremy fucking Corbell is all over this. Yeah, Guaranteed. <laughs> now, of course, to make matters Worse, the Brazilian government has acknowledged the video, but has not confirmed whether these giants are tourists from another country or another planet. Weren't they even kind of joking about it? Or something? Yeah, they yeah. said that uh, they said that by commenting on the strange beings checking out the great summer at Piranha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, look, even the aliens want to join the tourism yeah. train. So, yeah, I mean, shit, I would do the same thing, dude. Right. If I was a government, I'd be like, that's right. Yep. Even the aliens love our spacious, uh, you know, hills and uh, yeah. go traverse on the trails like the aliens do. Again, you know, here's the hard part, of course, is that 
the argument is, well, is this video authentic? Mm -hmm. It are the beings really what they say they are. Well, the, the, the footage remains to be analyzed enough to answer any of those questions. So of course, as of now, the 10 foot aliens of Brazil remains unanswered. I'm calling bullshit. Uh, I, I think it's a part of this bigger plan to desensitize people. Mm. So when the time comes, they can throw whatever they want out there and people are going to grab onto it if they want. And, and it'll spread all over social media. So if you did have the return of Christ and you had one guy on TikTok that was filming it, holy shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> holy shit. So there you go. You have yep. a whole world full of influencers that are going to help push whatever they want, mm -hmm. whatever they want. But now let's go to a story <laughs> that's a little bit more uh, down to earth and crazy. <laughs> okay. Speaking of crazy shit that's going down. Here you have uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I mean, it's so uh, as they, the, the headline is Attack of the Primates, terrifying 3,500 strong army of marauding monkeys invade city center, forcing tourists and locals to flee and shops to close. Where was this at? This was the city of Lotbury in central Thailand. Hmm. Is thus the uh, the article is is facing a significant challenge with an army of around thirty five hundred macaques that have overrun the area. Macaques, uh, I don't oh, know. Macaws. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> it's spelt weird. It's got a it Q is. in there. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, previously, a popular tourist destination, Lopbury has been severely impacted by the COVID pandemic, hmm. and the presence of these monkeys are exacerbated its troubles, <laughs> as in. Enough people went away. The monkeys were like, yeah, let's have at it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you said it was called the Macaze, the Macaws. Maca yeah, Macaws. Macaws. Behavior towards humans has become increasingly aggressive during the lockdowns, causing certain among concern among residents and visitors alike. Many businesses have been forced to close down or relocate due to the monkey invasion. And investors have become hesitant to invest in the city. Just make it a zoo. <laughs> there you go. Situation has led to a decline in tourism. Fewer visitors willing to venture into the city due to the monkey related issues. Some local residents have had to take extreme measures to protect their homes, including barricading themselves against the marauding monkeys. The city has established no go zones in response to a territorial dispute. Excuse me. Among different groups of monkeys. You know, monkeys like to throw poop. You know, that they right? do. <laughs> Very unsanitary. Uh, so here's what's interesting. I wonder, my conspiracy therapist brain says, uh, what if this was orchestrated? Oh, yeah. I mean, why, why would 3,500 Why would 3,500 monkeys out of random, never have it done it before, simply because there's fewer people? I'm yeah, sure there were fewer people years ago before it got into a big Mecca city center for tourism. A lot of monkeys. So I wonder if this was uh, if this was actually orchestrated to get people out of this. So think about Lahaina mm -hmm. and how they did that. Yeah. Well, what if this it's a local common problem that I'm sure they've had monkeys come into the town before, but they make it into a big deal. How do we know this wasn't orchestrated? What if they carry disease too? dude? What if they just. I mean, anything. It could be a simple matter of, I mean, it, it caused the evacuation of almost the entire city. 
yeah. the city center anyways. So could it be? I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting. But I just thought, dude, that's too wild. <laughs> that is too wild. So now we go to another story of, oh, and uh, before we move on, I wanted to show this video of this. Here's some of the pictures going on from it. That girl doesn't look very scared. Yeah, I don't think she's in the same location. That's like a stage photo. I don't know. There's a lot of pic- There's a lot of monkeys, but yeah. here's some of the photos of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's certainly weird. I, I wonder that if this weird. video. They're uh... all feeding them. Uh... Yeah. I mean, you know, there's get the fuck. What are they here. giving them? It's like those uh, popsicle things, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> otter pops. Otter pops for all of them. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, they are. Those it are is, otter it's pops. It's otter pops. <laughs> what the hell? That's not a good idea. Sugary delicious. Oh, my God. Get a bunch of autistic fucking monkeys going. Sugar, Jesus. Sugar high monkeys. Oh, my God. No wonder they were marauding. <laughs> good Lord. Let me tell you something. You give me a bunch of otter pops and I'm marauding a city center for sure. <laughs> exactly. For sure. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Again, all the links will be in the show notes. Y'all can check it out for yourself. <laughs> That's fascinating. Fascinating. All right. So moving on to something a little crazier than that, as far as technology, I told you we were going to get into some technology that's being implemented uh, that kind of goes right in line with this whole uh, advanced technology that Serge Mon asked as far as control goes. Uh, this is the time crystal. So I've talked about time crystals before uh, being implemented in uh, um, God damn it. Quantum computers. Mm-hmm. So the researchers at TU Dortmund University in Germany. Hey, that's where our friend Torst. Torsten is. Yeah. Uh, Grotique is from mm-hmm. Thor. Thor <laughs> is from Germany. Uh, created an ultra robust time crystal, a unique phase of matter that defies traditional physics rules. Time crystals differ from regular crystals as they exhibit patterns that repeat in time, not space. The TU Dortmund team used a semiconductor material, achieving a time crystal that can oscillate for around 40 minutes, significantly longer than previous attempts. To stabilize the time crystal, they used indium gallium arsenide. What the fuck is that? That's a lot of elements. <laughs> I guess. Let's see if I can find where that where that is. Uh, nope. No. Let me see. Hold on. I want to find out. Let me ask ChatGPT. What is indium? What is indium gallium arsenide? Oh, I know gallium is one of the ilium gallium arsenide is a semiconductor compound composed of three elements, indium, gallium, and arsenic, as it is used in various electronic and optoelectric electronic devices due to its unique properties. Here are some key characteristics and applications of INGA as is what it says. <laughs> Optical properties. Photo detectors, semiconductors, solar cells, high-speed electronics, military and defense, of course. It says in military defense that it's used in military uh, technologies for night vision goggles and imaging systems. Interesting. Oh, this is optics because yeah. it's a crystal and yeah. structure, right? Yep. Hmm. And it's used in transistors, integrated circuits. 
specialized high-frequency, high-speed electronic devices. Again, going right in line with what Serge Moness was talking about. Uh, night vision devices, fiber optic communications, spectroscopy, sensitive wavelengths. Dude, it's right in line with what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Electromagnetic spectrum. It can detect and emit light in the IR and NIR regions of the electromagnetic spectrum. So infrared. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, holograms are here. Indeed. So it says the potential applications include enhancing quantum computing, making more stable qubits. Qubits are, um, I think, one step under quantum, isn't it? Or it's actually in quantum. Yeah, I think it's actually in quantum, not under. Hold on. Let me see. What is a qubits? A qubit short for quantum bit is the fundamental unit of quantum information in quantum computing and quantum information theory. Unlike classical bits, which can represent either a zero or a one in a binary system, qubits can exist in a superposition of both zero and one states simultaneously due to the principles of quantum mechanics. Yeah. So in digital logic, the zero and one is and or not gate. So that's in between. Yep. Uh, Time crystals challenge conventional understanding of matter and thermodynamics, potentially leading to new theories and technological innovations. What do we say? Now's the time. Watch the next six years is going to fucking boom and is through shit like this. Mm-hmm. When did this article come out? This was uh, fairly recent. Let me it? take a look here. I can't remember exactly. Let me see. Hold on just a moment. This was February 2nd. So two days ago, two days ago, two days ago. Hmm. And again, I don't believe that they just did either. I believe that this has been done. Mm -hmm. This has been done. Uh, And going on to more technology that's being implemented is the chimera. Metamaterial achieves previously impossible multi-terrain invisibility. That's like that vehicle we looked at, remember? Yes, the bay systems where they were able to Mm -hmm. put these panels on a tank and make the tank look like a Volkswagen bug. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this new meta material called Chimera has achieved multi-terrain visibility by tapping into the camouflage abilities of certain animals in nature. Animals like chameleons, bearded dragons, glass frogs inspired the development of Chimera, which can become effectively invisible to visible microwave and thermal scanning techniques. Chimera combines the adaptive abilities of these animals to achieve multi-terrain invisibility, making it stand out from previous camouflage technologies. It can mimic. Now here, think. I want you to think back on David Fravor's testimony. Mind you. 30 years, 2024, it's 2014 is when he had his sighting. That's only 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. So keep that in mind when I read the rest of this. Okay. It combines the adaptive abilities of those animals. Oh, I already read that. Uh, It can mimic a wide range of natural terrains across different electromagnetic spectra, including microwave, visible, and thermal. Meaning it can look like anything. The three-tiered chimera multi or meta material incorporates the natural camouflage capabilities of chameleons. I already said that. 
um, into one surface providing broad bandwidth, polarization, insensitivity, and angular allowance. Potential applications of Chimera include scientific research, allowing scientists to study animals in their natural habitat without detection, as in invisibility. The military uses for hiding soldiers and equipment from electromagnetic detection methods, as in drones, in the sky, craft, whatever you want, man, whatever you want. That would explain like a UFO disappearing. Absolutely. The whole thing back cloud UFO cloud phenomena, mm-hmm. everything, dude, everything. Uh, the potential applications of Chimera include, or I'm sorry, uh, Chimera's low dispersion in situ tunability and ability to mimic various terrains can help evade detection by microwave radars, infrared detectors, and optical video equipment. As in everything that a jet has. Yeah, because anything that they can see, it can elude. As, yes, exactly. So, crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy things are coming about. Now, here's one more I got for you. All right. The game-changing flight line of the future leverages augmented reality for transmission of sensitive military aircraft data at high speeds. Now, augmented reality, for those that don't know, virtual reality is where what you're seeing is a is a virtual construct. It's not the real world. It's a virtual world that they build around you. Augmented reality is the mix of real and virtual. As in what you're seeing in this image is a guy that's in a workshop that is looking up how to do like a tutorial or something with augmented reality goggles. So he's seeing what he's working on in real life while having a keyboard up near him. So he can like search for shit. It's kind of like a uh, iron man member. Yes, exactly. Had, like, Jarvis computer. Is yes. really Cool. There's a great video actually of a guy using augmented reality to work on an engine. Hmm. He's got a tutorial going up in one corner where he just turns and looks. He's got a tutorial. He can punch in what he's doing. And then he's got the engine right there. It's not like, and he's in a separate world hmm. or all that. It's amazing. But this new system called Flightline of the Future, as it's been demonstrated, enabling secure and high-speed transmission of sensitive military data. The collaboration involves Northrop Gunman, AT&T, Secure EMP Resilient Edge, offering low-latency EMP-hardened digital solutions. This technology can transform traditional Flight line maintenance and reduce aircraft maintenance and repair time. On top of that, it incorporates augmented reality headsets for aircraft maintainers securely transmitting. Here's the key securely transmitting classified aircraft information over Sempre 5G and ATT's 5G networks hmm. instantly. So keep in mind, remember, how did they get a hold of the gimbal and the GoFast videos? It was recorded on flight log data, as in a tape Mm -hmm. in the aircraft that was then taken to wherever it was taken to and then released. But in this case, it's going to go direct from the 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 goggles of the pilot directly into classified programs direct. 
it's just going to be high battle. speed transmitted, dude. So yeah. it's going to be so this whole idea that everybody says about, oh, well, you know, disclosure is all about paving an avenue for reporting. Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to lock this shit up to never allow these quote unquote leaks again. It's going to this is what this means. And on top of that, I mean, it's going to do a, a number of things. It's going to enhance the fleet capabilities. It's going to allow troubleshooting and combat situation for the pilots and all that. But, but what it's really doing, the real pers- purpose of this is making sensitive data accessible across various domains, allowing it to be super quickly translated directly into the Department of Defense. Period. That's where it's going to go. It's a direct connection. Yep. So you won't have this. Oh, David Fravor recorded on his plane and then got it out of the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. Never going to happen. It's going to go direct to the classified information. And again, I think that they're the reason why they're doing this is because people have got out real footage of what is classified government tech. And in order to keep that from happening again, they're going to make sure that no pilot has access to their own information. As in the moment they see it, the moment they see it, it goes straight from their goggles beamed into whatever classified source that they want it to be. And that's it. It's not accessible to the pilot after that. It's not accessible to anybody, but those people that are in that classified group. That's funny because in the disclosure briefings, they're like, oh, we need to make a group where we can submit all these things. Oh, yeah. Right, let's see. Yeah. That was total. Well, well, even that whole uh, paving the way for disclosure to allow an avenue for reports. Mm-hmm. The only people that were able to even report to Arrow on their website were people that were in Arrow, mm-hmm. people that were in classified settings or worked within the government as an active military. Otherwise, Fuck you to everybody else. Mm-hmm. They don't want the public's opinion. They want only to capture again, to, to reiterate what my theory is, is that they only want real world data from these pilots. They don't want it getting out in the public because these pilots are indeed capturing government tech, highly classified government tech. And I now I believe I used to think that it was a uh, propaganda that was put out the go fast and the gimbal. But now I'm thinking, well, maybe they were real mm. and maybe they captured real government secret tech and the, the higher ups are pissed. <laughs> and so they were like, fuck this. We're putting out technology to make sure you motherfuckers can never get this shit out again. It's going straight to us because that's what we need it for. We need it for real time input as far as, um, reactions by trained observers. They need that. And I've been saying it for a while. I think that's what they've been doing. They've been putting these people out in training areas and then throwing something out there to make them go, what the fuck? (laughs) And then who do you report that to directly back to the people who analyze that data and make their shit better. That would also control the narrative if there was anything real. That's right. Absolutely. Either way, you're locking it up tight. So this whole idea of disclosure, we need more money to study. No, 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 no. It is to capture your money, period. That's it, man. It's all about financial. It has nothing to do with disclosure and allowing people to, to come forward and report. They don't give a fuck about any of that. They want real world data. 
So now let's move on to some real crazy <laughs> propaganda. You mean this okay? is the fuckery part of the Dude, show, right? <laughs> um, like, well, a lot of this has yes. been fuckery, but yeah. yes. This is like real fuckery. I, I agree. This is absolute fucking propaganda. Okay. So prepare yourself. This is this is unbelievable. Okay. So an article that says the moon is shrinking and causing dangerous moonquakes. <laughs> The article says the moon, often seen as safe, is actually shrinking slowly, causing moonquakes and potential problems for NASA missions. Oh, imagine that. They can't get to the moon. Maybe the death surge is Dude, off I'm telling stuff. you, this whole thing <laughs> is to get us away from the moon. They do not want us going to the moon. They've been trying over and over and over again to come up with reasons why we can't get there and now the moon is shrinking mm -hmm. and it's got moon quakes so oh our astronauts can't go there because the moon quakes yeah so here's what it says scientists at the university of maryland led by nicholas schmer total spook have observed <laughs> the moon's gradual shrinkage by 150 feet over millions of years due to cooling at its core so why are we just now hearing about it has have you ever heard this no not at all i think schmer's got some shrinkage probably i think you're right <laughs> i think schmer is definitely shrinking uh <laughs> schmer has an incredibly shrinking penis uh, yeah, I, so this is, uh, I mean, they've been watching this over millions of years, but yet nobody's heard of this until now. Mm -hmm. So despite the shrinkage, Mr. C, despite mm -hmm. the shrinkage, oh, it won't affect Earth's eclipses oh, yeah. what? or the tides. Why would it? So wait a minute. You're telling me it's shrinking, but yet it's not going to cover less than what it's already covering. Yeah. So, so it's not going to affect the eclipses. It's not going to affect the full moons or tidal cycles. In fact, it's not going to cause any changes at all, but don't, but it is definitely shrinking. Mm -hmm. It is de bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. They just don't want you to know about if the If it was phase. losing mass, <laughs> it would change the effect it has on the earth. Mm -hmm. It is only because of the mass of the moon that it affects the tidal waves. And is able to cover the sun the way it is, is its exact measurement, which is suspect in itself. So I think this goes to reaffirm the idea that they do not want us on the moon. Yeah. That they are going to come up with any reason for us not to be on the moon. So they continue on the moon quakes resulting from this shrinkage can be problematic for lunar exploration and must be considered in future plans. NASA's Artemis 3 missions may face challenges in landing at their preferred South Polar region due to the moon's contra uh, contraction. Moonquakes on the moon can be more severe and longer lasting than earthquakes on Earth. Who's ever heard of this? <laughs> Has anybody ever heard of this? We went up supposedly seven times in three years. Not one earthquake. Not nice. one. So it just rang like a bell. But not Unreal, a bell. <laughs> dude. On this is unbelievable amount of propaganda. It's pure bullshit. I have a question for you on this. Yeah. yeah. So has there ever been any real footage of the dark side of the moon that we've seen or known? Of? I mean, people have claimed that China got some real footage. Um, or maybe it was Japan or somebody, mm. but, but no, I, yeah, no. nobody's ever shown the real other side. I mean, how would we know if it's real or not? Yeah. That's the reality of it. How would we know? Mm -hmm. we wouldn't i mean because because uh, you know 
not to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy mm-hmm. is we can't trust images. No, well, we can't trust anyways. video. We know that, that NASA has been doctoring images since the original moon landings. Mm-hmm. They've admitted it. If we even went at all, you know, but this is unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> Shrinkage. Short term <laughs> missions like Artemis may not be severely affected, but long term lunar outposts, Need to account for moonquakes. So mind you, I think that's something right there. Them saying that this uh, lunar outposts, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, they're going to scrap this. Yeah. They are going to scrap the moon altogether. Wouldn't the moon be a great staging point to go to Mars? Ah, indeed it would. And that leads us to our next story. (laughs) That leads us to our next story. Okay. So we can't get to the moon apparently, but we can get to... uh, Mars. (laughs) Mars. <laughs> oh, imagine that. We can get to Mars. Mm-hmm. And guess what NASA's doing? They are wanting to explore whether to hire SpaceX for Mars trip. So here we can't get to the moon due to shrinkage and moonquakes. <laughs> but yet Mars. Uh, so they're saying they're considering partnering with commercial companies for Mars missions. SpaceX is a prominent player in this, of course. NASA's historically collaborated with industry partners for missions before, including the moon, which they seem to not be able to replicate, which is unbelievable. And the agency is open to working with private companies to reach Mars. NASA's JPL has put out a public solicitation for Mars mission proposals. They seek to utilize existing or upcoming commercial space systems to expedite Mars exploration and reduce costs. So let me get this straight. They want to utilize existing technologies to go to the Mar- to Mars, but yet they can't utilize existing technologies to get to the fucking moon. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. I'm telling you, this 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 is all for people that just have no clue. Mm-hmm. The proposals range from small to large payload deliveries and improved communication and imaging. NASA is keeping doors open for other private space companies besides SpaceX. Oh, Bezos. Yep. This initiative aims to, or Raytheon or Boeing or whoever the fuck they want. The initiative aims to explore potential collaborations for future Mars missions. NASA's past cooperation with SpaceX suggests this approach could be beneficial. Oh, more money for Musk. <laughs> more money for Musk. I'll tell you, man. So much propaganda. So much fuckery. And you're going to continue to see it. You're going to continue to see it. This this drive to raise money for no fucking reason. Where does it all go? Where does it all go? Well, I think it all goes to space. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I do, man. Literally. I really, really do. Because we're already there. We know it, man. We're already there in space. I mean, so the Space Force, dude. Yeah, we've talked about the secret space program. Yes. It's a black budget. That's and we really have no idea how much technology is actually up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I think this is part of it. I think what this is, is this is, again, what happened in 86? They had a, na- a big disaster, the Challenger, that I believe was either a false flag or was legitimate or was purposeful which i don't know if which is worse yeah uh but it's it was intentionally done to make the public cry out the public demanded the space program be uh shut down be shut down 
So what did they do? They took all those technologies, they put them underground, they kept working on it, but just not the public. And that's what they want. People don't want to fund war anymore. People don't want to fund war anymore. We're done. Mm -hmm. Most people are done with it, dude. This multi-war bullshit. We're all done with it. So what better way to do it? Oh, UAP studies. I see militia forming. Tinfoil. Militia. Stop, militia. The tinfoil. Militia. I joined the militia, but why would you? What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. Oh, look, everybody. I love you. Thanks for joining us on this ride uh, that we call UFO. No, I'm telling you, we have a lot of fun doing this. And, um, and uh, that's what we want all you to do as well is uh, join up, be a part of this with us, be a part of our community. Um, and uh, and there's a multiple ways to do that. We all got all kinds of links in the show notes for you guys to get involved in a number of different ways. In fact, we just got a donation during the show, yeah, in fact, awesome. uh, by our great friend, Torsten Grotique. Now, Torsten, I'm going to tell you right now, it says... Uh, that the note is reply pending. Hmm. So I'm hoping that if you're trying to tell us something that you're able to get through, but uh, so far it is not. So we are on live on all over the place. So if you happen to be watching right now, give us a note somewhere and I'll make sure and read it, but I appreciate. Yeah. In chat, whatever, man. Um, But I appreciate the donation 12 bucks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Torsten. And look, this goes to everybody out there. We have numerous people to help support us. We call them the tinfoil militia. And these are all people that donate one way or the other time, talent, or treasure. However, it works. Multiple people deliver or donate both. Mm-hmm. Our great fan, uh, Casey Armadillo, heat, time, talent, and treasure, all of them. Torsten Grotique, time and treasure. Uh, we have multiple people that do this for us. Uh, you know, I want to thank everybody. Just take a quick moment. You know, we have. These donations that come through by Torsten, um, that he's he's given a, a, us a direct donation through PayPal, which is certainly one of the great ways to be able to do that. But then we have a bunch of people on Patreon that support us as well. And uh, every month, their sustained donations come through. And I haven't given them a shout out in a while, and I apologize. But you know who you are, and I love you. Casey Armadillo, Carlton Turner, Matthew Morfitt, Rihanna Little, Clyde Boudreaux, Aaron Rice, Alex Keeter, Edwin Everhart, Jesse, Jet Life Teague, Max Eclipse, Michael Benavides, Morgan, Julian Lloyd, Tist, Kanan, and of course, my good friend, Nathan Nigby, Nathan Boldly Gone Nigby. <laughs> uh, these are all the people that support us. And we got a running for Admiral, which Admiral is $1,000. You get a UFO no ring. You get uh, to change your name to whatever you want. Mine would be Admiral Dude Named Ben Stoner from the LC Valley. That's would be me, an Admiral in the Tinfoil Militia. Um, and so you can do the same. Pick a name for yourself. Get involved. Either way, we love you and we want you. And it doesn't matter the amount. You know, you can, I mean, we have people that are building the road to Admiral $1 at a time, mm-hmm. $1 a month, $1 a day. We got people like Torsten Grotique that sends us money 
randomly one time he sent us a hundred bucks yeah that was awesome you know it's amazing we love it so whatever the value you find in this podcast whatever it is whatever it looks like that's what we're asking for that's what we want is we want you to get involved again multiple ways to do that all the links in the show notes uh ufonopodcast.net is our big hub you can watch episodes there you can listen to episodes there you can buy merch there you can find ways to donate there um you can get involved in our discord community a whole bunch of different ways to get involved. And again, we appreciate all of it. There's no amount that is too small uh, or too large, of course. <laughs> but that's our big thing is we want you all to get involved and join our little community here of Tin Foilists. And we appreciate you. We do shows every week, 6.30 p.m. Sundays, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, again, we love you all. We appreciate you all. And whatever value you find in this podcast, just turn it into a number and throw it our way. Time, talent, or treasure. Get involved, baby. Get involved. Buy some merch. Be an official tinfoilist in the tinfoil militia. And of course, stay elevated. Keep your eyes on the skies and watch out for the government. They're shysty bastards. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye, 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 bye-bye.